This is a Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Nautilus, presented by Westside Honda and 204 Skate Shop. Motocross news from around the globe, but mostly between Emerson and Brandon. We're not experts over here, but we've got microphones. Check us out on the web at BigMXRadio.com. This week on the Big MX Show, we've got Chris Foster. Free, Canadian freestyle legend. Free ride. Free ride legend. He's That's freestyle right. too, but free ride's what he's Mostly for. a free ride guy. In fact, if you check out that Limelight video that he made, not uh, just dropped this year, uh, YouTube, yeah. you probably already have, but uh, if you haven't, check it out Check it out on YouTube. Uh, this is the, the man behind that video, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Big MX Podcast Show, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, 204 Skate Shop, Westside Honda, Capital Motorsports, and TransCanada Motorsports. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With me in studio is my co-host, Chris Mellon. And on the phone, we've got Canadian freestyle legend, Chris Foster. Chris, how's it going, buddy? Not too bad, man. How about yourself? Hey, not too bad. Just hanging out in the the studio here at uh, 204 Skate Shop. And uh, I'm going to fire off a a podcast with you. Uh, Really excited to conversate with one of uh, a rider who used to be sponsored by one of our current sponsors i guess uh, x-brand goggles uh dropped you and picked us up <laughs> yeah that's right right on uh so you're down in california um we uh, uh monster energy has uh, sent you down there to to do your thing and 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 learn and ride and um how, how's that going for you and how did that all come about yeah i just uh i was sitting around back home and couldn't ride so I came down here and I just met some met a few people and been hanging out and riding all the all the rad spots around around California. All the free ride spots that I've watched on all the all the movies and all that stuff. It's pretty sick. Yeah and like uh since we were down there with you in January, obviously I've been following everything on Instagram and uh social media. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I seen you got to ride with uh, Potter and Deegan and the crew a couple weeks ago. How'd that come about for this uh, kid from Kelowna, BC? Kamloops, BC. Oh yeah, Kamloops. Come yeah. on, hey, come man. on, dude. He's done his homework. Three quarters retarded. I just got a new helmet. I'll be good. I can't get any worse. <laughs> just kidding. Um. Yeah, uh, I uh, did a photo shoot with uh, Shift for the 2015 catalog at Potter's place and from there I went to went to his place again and we rode a bit and then ended up going out to Deegan's place and building some some pretty pretty sick hits riding some of the old ones and just kind of yeah eating off each other having, having a good time yeah um, uh, Potter's compound there looks pretty insane like not the typical layout if you want to call it yeah, yeah, he he's got some step downs and stuff. A lot of dirt lifts. He's got like ramp ramps set up as step downs. It's like just super super unique for sure. And how are you feeling on those? Because you and your step downs, you must have felt like you're back at home. Yeah, a lot of the well, like the one the one is a ramp, and then like it's pretty much just a straight up step down. Like so, a ramp at seventy five feet, and then the landing just dropped off. <laughs> it's pretty you, you're falling from like I don't know 45 feet seems like 
Nice. And were you pulling all your tricks, or did you feel comfortable on those, or? Uh, not so much on those ones. I mean, the normal seventy-five, I was I was feeling all right on, but I haven't been, I haven't really been training my tricks super, like a whole bunch right now. But I've been focusing more, getting back into the the charging mode <laughs> on the supercross track a little bit today, and like just riding riding um, any of the outdoor tracks, just trying to get back, get into good shape and ready to shred in the, the uh, speed and style. Yeah, is that in pre- preparation for uh, for some speed and style events going forward this year? Like, uh, do they still do uh, speed and style at Dutour, or is that strictly a uh, uh, X Games thing? Um, I'm not sure. I haven't really, I haven't looked into it a whole bunch. I know I've, I've been shooting for X Games. I want to, um, I actually filmed a little bit today at Milestone, and uh, I want to put together an edit and get that into them as soon as I can, so I can hopefully get into X Games this year, but if not, I'll be I'll be focusing on it for sure for the year after. All right, so uh, how are you feeling? Were you on the Supercross track or the outdoor track at Milestone? Uh, the Supercross track. How are you feeling? Uh, not too bad. I mean, like, putting, putting laps together, like, a few at a time, I mean, I can't really, I'm not, my forearms aren't really in there, in it right now, so I can't really stay out there for a really long time, but I'm, just like I was, I was super nervous just to get out on that track because I haven't even ridden a supercross track on a 450, other than the one time in 2012 with Beaton. But other than that, I haven't even ridden one on there. So I'm like throttle controls a little touchy. It's like it's pretty gnarly out there. They're pretty peaky jumps and stuff. So I've just been kind of working my way into it gradually and and taking baby steps so I don't end up on my face. <laughs> well, for sure. And like, are you riding your full-on freestyle bike on the Supercross track? I, I actually have a, a 13 I just picked up from Leading nice. Edge Motorsports. I just I have that thing with my freestyle setup or my freestyle suspension on it, which is pretty much just just Supercross stuff. Yeah, it's so super stiff. I just threw that on my motorbike, and I just been riding that. So, so are you saying that you're not going uh, three 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 double on that uh, far? Uh, Far straight away beside the the big triple. By the big triple. Yeah, um, I know I haven't I haven't been tripling into that one yet. No. <laughs> I saw a couple of guys uh, playing around with that. Uh, who all's out there at this time of year? Like I guess we're we've gone uh, east with the series, uh, and they still staying more central to Houston. Uh, w- were there any big name guys out there today? Uh, who was out there? I think I think I seen Cole Thompson. He was riffing out there. Um, I think Millsaps was out there. Oh, um, Hill was out there on the PC bike. He was hauling ass. Okay, nice. nice. He's uh, looking to get back into it in Houston. But getting back to yourself, uh, I hear uh, Monster sent you up to uh, the Great Night North. Uh, leave Cali for a bit to head to Toronto and uh, uh, check out the sites, sign some boobs, stuff like that. What uh, what went on? Uh, yeah, we just uh, went up to Toronto, fucking shredded it <laughs> like we always do in toronto that's kind of the first event that i ever did with with monster so uh we kind of make it a make it a thing to get up there and have some fun so who was all up there with you uh aggie or graham agassiz the mountain biker for for monster um and then there was brett reader who's also a mountain biker 
And uh, one other, one of the new snowboarder dudes, he just got, he was in the Olympics and stuff. We just picked him up, so it was pretty cool to have another rookie on board. Nice, so you just got to tour around and, uh, well, I've seen they had yeah, a huge... Yeah, cruise around and, uh, you know, had some drinks that night. I hit up the after parties and stuff. And Be awesome. Yeah. Well, it must feel good when they have a huge Chris Foster Monster Energy light box there. Did you just kind of hang out underneath <laughs> that thing all night and be like, yeah, that's kind of me right there, no big deal? Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I checked it out when I went up there, but I just, uh, I don't know, took a couple pictures of it. <laughs> you should get them to mail you that when they're all done with it. Yeah. Um, that? You should get them to mail you that when they're all done with it. Oh, man, that would be sick. Basement or you, you probably didn't uh, envision yourself uh, having a, a little monument like that back in uh, 2008 when you were uh, ripping KTM 250Fs in uh, Arena Cross. <laughs> no, not quite. That, was, that definitely wasn't where I was, where I was thinking I was heading. <laughs> well, while I go a little bit uh, sidetracked um, for a second there, what was that KTM like? Uh, I just just from hearing horror stories from friends of mine back then, like, uh, uh, on a scale of one to complete shit, how, how, what was that thing like? <laughs> one to complete shit. Um, I, honestly, I thought it was pretty good. I liked it. I had one, that was Fair one enough. of the best years I ever had was on that bike. Fair enough. I don't really, I don't really have very many complaints about it. The RTR, uh, more performance systems, uh, KTM, uh, <laughs> Ripping around, you're you're running. Uh, I think Troy Lee gear back then, and uh, um, just killing it with the Supercross. I think you were hitting as high as second place in some of those uh, arena cross races up in Canada. Yeah, I never I never did get a get a win over Beat. So. Yeah, uh, he's, he's tough to beat. He, unless, <laughs> unless Simon Homans is coming across the lane to uh, hit him head on, he's really tough to take out. But, uh, Bad. That was a bad. That was a bad crash. Yeah, <laughs> I, I watched it firsthand. So, uh, uh, creeping on Instagram, there. Did you move into a new pad at home? <laughs> no, I'm still with Chase and, and Brandon. Oh, nice. What was that? You're just fucking ruining my day. Yeah, pretty much. April Fool's joke. Yeah. Being a big fat phony. I think you're a big fat phony. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, no, I just seen that thing, and I, I imagined it as like a big, a big apartment, and I was like, that would be that's my new home. Well, and you so can I probably be my new home. Put a ramp inside of it somewhere, and yeah, fucking live life. Exactly. So, okay, uh, re- rewinding back to when uh, Chris Foster was just a young pup growing up in Canada. <laughs> uh, when, when did you first hop on these two wheeled dirt cycles that we love so much? <laughs> Uh, my old man definitely had me um, riding like little pedal bikes and push bikes and stuff when I was super super little. But then and like racing a little bit of BMX or whatever. And I was like three years old when I started riding dirt bikes. Three. Three. Yeah. Holy fuck. Um. So did you, you know, uh, did you start racing right off the bat or just kind of cruise around the hills of BC? Yeah, I just rode trails and stuff with my old man. But like my mentality was like I just jumped everything I could see like I always loved to just hit little jump didn't matter how big it was or whatever I just like I don't know just like to jump what what bike was it what was your first little mini bike that you probably beat the shit out of and broke it a million pieces 
and a little wide zinger. Nice, solid. Pretty much what everyone starts on. Yeah. Yeah. What color was yeah, it though? <laughs> what What color was your wide zinger? What color? Yeah. Uh, it was blue. Blue. Oh, so you had a new one. It fucking went to all out. Um, so when did you uh, start racing? Uh, not until I was 12. On the Z50? That would have been pretty fucking terrible on that little uh, zinger. Or did you get yeah, a new bike I, between then? Uh, I was on I was on 80s. Little KX85. Oh, yeah. And how yeah. did you do? Were you just hitting all the jumps, or did you... Uh... Yeah, I had no idea what a corner was. It was yeah, horrible. exactly. Be like, I'm just gonna hang out over here, guys. You do your fucking laps or whatever. Uh, I'm gonna just hit that big jump. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just get parts of the track and just hit jump with Darren Wright. Or uh, how how are you? How was your success early in your race career? Like uh, we joke about you just hitting jumps, but uh, were you a bit of a back marker, or did you t- you come to the the uh, the front of the pack pretty easily? Well, I am uh, like starting when I was 12. I was racing against like. Beaten Andrew Milan, Jim Kennedy, and Colin Fasciotti, I mean, uh, Brady Sharon, all those guys, and they had been racing since 50s and 60s, right? So they kind of had a bit of a, bit of a jump, a bit of a jump on me. Like I always rode, but obviously not tracks or anything, right? So, mm-hmm. but I mean, whatever, I still, I rode a bunch, I rode a bunch of races and stuff, and got up to where I could, like, I don't know, I was, I got second in a Western Canadian title, I guess, or whatever, when it was, when I was on 80s, I guess, so, what was that again? Probably 04. I don't even know, 2000, yeah, 04 maybe. Nice, so, uh, riding with those caliber guys, it didn't take you long to kind of hop behind them and figure out what they're doing and, uh, move up the Yeah, I think that had a huge, a huge thing to do, or a huge, uh, amount of help definitely like oh man for sure so uh did you, did you ever hit up walton or did you pretty much just stick to the west coast and do the west coast nationals yeah west coast it was a little that was a little far to go to all the way out to walton oh hell yeah to drive out there well uh you're in california right now you fucking idiot you drove all the way down there yeah well it's a little different now well, fine i'm just saying Facts are facts. It's way further to Walton than California, dude. True and colder. Yeah, it's it's you have to drive through <laughs> Saskatchewan, Manitoba, east like the Ontario. Manitoba is the worst though; it's so flat. Actually, it said uh, in one of your interviews that the farthest east you made it was for more than Manitoba. How uh, how was your luck in Manitoba at our national track there? Please don't tell me you were there when it was all muddy. <laughs> Manitoba, which one is this? Was that talking Walton? No, was that Morden? Morden. Oh, (laughs) Morden. Was that the mud race? That that was a mud race a few years, wasn't it? Yeah, I definitely rode there. I was oh, I rode. That was leading edge. That was the the beginning of the leading edge race team. Was me and Brett Turcott racing that that track. Uh, race all those nationals anyway. And uh, how did that go for the people who uh, di- weren't there? For the people that weren't there? Yeah. Well, for those who didn't get the pleasure of uh, wallowing through the muck, uh, paint the oh. scene of uh, of the uh, disaster zone that was Shadow Valley Raceway. Oh, 
like three foot deep ruts, big puddles, so much mud stuck to the bike that, or and your throttle tube that when you were holding it wide open, the throttle would just slip back to off. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it was the worst. <laughs> changing gloves, changing goggles. See, see, this is what you're you're missing out on now. You're 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 riding in California, uh, all is well. You're jumping these 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 uh, ramps never get ruts in them. And when you could be back in Manitoba, racing nationals and and, and uh, pulling mud out of your ear. Yeah, right. And probably ending up with negative dollars in my pocket in the end. Well, did you at least get to take home a nice little farm girl or anything? Was there anything that good, good came out of the Morden trip? Not out of that. Not out of that area, my friend. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. I think they were, it was all kind of what you call them, um, swamp creatures or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And who'd want to um, pick up you after you've been <laughs> hanging out in the mud for fucking eight hours? Yeah, you actually probably fit in at that point. Yeah, that's a that's a very valid point. <laughs> so, uh, what would you say your best race in Canada? Like, what was the highlight of your racing career back when you were a young gun, dreaming of factory rides and all the fancy stuff? Like, what was your race that you were like, this is uh, this is what Chris Foster should be doing? Uh, probably, I'd say Gopher Dunes was probably like the, the race that I probably felt the best at. How'd you do and, there? What, and uh, it was weird. It was just a a big, uh, big sound track, right? So mm-hmm. I was, I was on KTM's in 2008. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got a fifth, and that was pretty much the highest I ever got. I think I got another sixth in Regina one year. But well, no, finishing uh, top five at a Canadian Pro National—that's uh, nothing to sneeze at. Oh yes, Regina, the city that rhymes with fun. <laughs> So when, uh, when when after this fifth fifth sixth place two thousand eight and nine when did you realize like uh, fuck this doing lap stuff um, I just want to go jump big stuff like was there an injury that, that kind of led well, you off or uh, no I I um I went over to England and hit up Liverpool and uh, London those two, those two supercross rounds for the Helm for the for the Helm with the Future West. Yeah, I was there. back in 08. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I I actually ended up winning one of the the first, the, uh, first 250, yeah, the 250 lights race that I went into over there. Nice. Well, congratulations, after that, sir. After that, actually, it was like, it was kind of weird. It just wasn't really the same. But, um, I don't know. I kind of like just riding today at Milestone. I was pretty pretty stoked on it like i i'm not fast right now but like i know like i just want to ride more and i just want to ride more on those supercross tracks and stuff and just get more comfortable with it because i really haven't put a lot of time in on them and i think it'd, it'd be really really fun to do some of those rhythms like quadding through some of that stuff yeah for sure no for sure and i mean you're in the place to do it um with milestone and so many nice tracks around that area uh, you know, us Canadian people can fully respect that, you know, middle of winter, yeah. being able to pick and choose where you want to ride. Yeah, it's insane, man. <laughs> like, oh, I get pictures from back home and it's just snowing and frozen and I'm like, unreal. I'm so, so thankful to be here and have the support that I do. Well, we still got about three feet of snow everywhere here, so yeah, you're a dick. 
Um, but so with this trip down there, you've been riding for months and months, riding with high level guys. Um, what it, what have you really learned? Like, has your riding style changed at all when you're hitting the ramps? Like before you're doing, uh, you know, getting more into the supercross thing. Um, like what have yeah. you learned? Have, have your tricks evolved or just your riding in general? More just like life lessons make this career last as long as it can. Be smart about the decisions that I, that I make when I'm on my bike and, and, uh, yeah, prolong my career. Don't let people push me into situations that I don't really want to be in. True, and riding... Although I pretty much... I put myself into enough of those situations anyway. Yeah, no kidding. I haven't really seen you back down for much. <laughs> um, I like so... To jump. I like to jump big stuff. I like to do all of it. So I just... I don't know. Well, I like that's fun. Like, who have you been riding with out there? I mean, you already said with uh, Potter and Deegan and such, but uh, what's, uh, paint a little picture of your a month down there. Like, what are the level of guys that you're riding with? Who's in your crew? My crew? I don't really have a, a crew so much. i just kind of been hanging out, and when I get the chance to ride with somebody, I kind of just go and go meet up with them and, and give her. I mean, I, Potter's helped me out quite a bit with, with riding at Deegan's and stuff, so I'm pretty stoked on that he's a such, he's a rad dude it's awesome to hang out with him um yeah um I don't know Chase Locke and Brandon Kruger letting me letting me uh hold a room here so that's helped out a ton I'm pretty stoked on that well heck yeah um, and uh j- they haven't kicked you out for Jackson Jackson didn't get his own room and you get the floor no no I've still got the uh still got the futon with my little foamy that I got in. The Dana life of an all-star free rider gets a futon. I yeah. like it. Well, no, but that's rad. Those guys, uh, <laughs> those guys actually let us scumbags crash there for probably overextended our welcome by many, many days. But no, those are rad dudes. You're in good company. <laughs> and I mean, pretty much it's a full moto house, so that's what you want to be. Like, you're not hanging with a bunch of douchebags who don't know what the fuck you're talking about half the time, you know? Yeah, right. Um, yeah. So, uh, where's the coolest place that you've been invited to while you've been down there? Mm, I'd say Deegan's is probably the not, like the sickest, sickest place I've been as what? far as compounds and shit goes. What about natural terrain? Um, Beaumont, hands down. Yeah. But there's probably, there's probably more metal militia maidens running around Deegan's place than out uh, in Beaumont, right? Correct. <laughs> But uh, what was uh, Beaumont like? Did you, you got it right after they had some rain, right? So uh, you actually had some yeah. shoveling and yeah, uh, it was unreal, man. Just everything. So the dirt is like cake out there. You just you can shape it into whatever you want, like play doh. So if you had one day out there where it's either say Beaumont, fresh after a rain, good friends and shovels, or say a freshly prepped supercross and motocross track to ride on like uh which way would your truck turn at that intersection oh man i'd probably have to go towards the uh towards the hills for sure yeah. i mean you can you can get on a on a fairly groomed uh supercross track pretty pretty easily there's a few of them around but with the amount of rain that california gets beaumont hills are not not so prime a lot of the year, so 
I'd definitely take that. Yeah, that's what I figured. I figured you'd be heading to Morden, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, would After you... a tornado pulls through. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, uh, have you got to head to Glamis or hit any dunes up since you've been down there? No, I haven't. Um, what the fuck? Probably going to need to build another set of wheels before I go there. <laughs> well, <laughs> get, get W on there. Get, uh... I just got a set back from them, all trued up, but I got a few flat spots still, so I don't really want to be sending fifth gear jumps with flat spots and have a little wobbly, so... True, we'll true. See. Well, we'll just bolt your stock <laughs> rims off your uh, new motorbike on there. It'll be good to go. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, no, I definitely want to get out to Glamis or some of the dunes and hit some of that stuff up. Um, I mean, I'm, I hear so much about it. Like, it's got to be huge jumps everywhere. There's so much stuff to do. So, so um, okay, if we're creeping on YouTube for people who... Uh, haven't seen Limelight, definitely go watch it. It's quite the amazing movie. Um, I mean, that's been covered a lot already, but... Kind I don't of think ex- anyone's not seen that one. So. Yeah, so we kind of... Give us a little bit about that. Like, the video starts, you guys are sc- scouting everything in a helicopter, kind of like snowboard in Alaska style, and you kind of went out there, spent some time with shovels, and shaped everything and formed everything, but how did that whole uh, thing come about with you and Monster? Uh, Boy Harper came to me with a bit of an idea. He wanted to kind of do like backcountry snowboard style hits on dirt bikes, and I was like, "Well, I kind of like I've I've rode quite a bit of mountain bike and rode lots of that style of stuff on mountain bikes." So I took just basically implemented that into moto size stuff, and, and that's what we came out with pretty much. Yeah, because it definitely looked cool. Like you had a couple of lines where there's like kind of S-turns down a hill and then off a fucking rock into a tree and kill a d- endangered bird and stuff. But, no, it's definitely a different <laughs> approach to moto movies than the typical dubstep and slow motion fucking berm shots that's gotten pretty lame over the last little bit, you know? Yeah, I actually, uh, <laughs> when I watched it, first thing I thought of was backcountry skiing or snowboarding. It, it really, you, you guys brought that feel to uh, a summer setting and uh, knocked it out of the park, in my opinion. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. Well, and and I really thought it was cool because I didn't have the pleasure of meeting you yet at this point when I watched that movie a million times for the first time, and I thought it wasn't it was cool that it wasn't all based on whatever tricks you were doing. It was more about the riding and like the gnarly spots and gnarly shots, like you know the the right. regular ramp trick bullshit. Yeah, it's cool and super technical, but you know let's see something different and that fucking video definitely was different cool yeah i know that's what we're going for for sure um next year we'll be doing pretty much the the same thing just kind of bigger mountain style hopefully maybe i don't know pushing it a little more we'll see depends what kind of features we come up with sick you should call it lemon light (laughs) yeah aren't limes aren't limes more Sour than lemon. True. So this one's just gonna have to be more sour and dirty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but see, watching like watching you ride, you flip off of a rock face in that f- clip. But even watching your flips in general, you kind of have a different style to it. Where 
not kind of the snowboarding style where you spot your landing, kind of rotate your head back. You just kind of like rotate off your rear tire and kind of loop your bike out into a flip, but it still is super controlled and, you know, but I, I just don't see as many people doing that. Like, is that a style that you did on purpose or do you even, do you, am I talking gibberish or? Like my, the style at 75? No, yeah. well, like, what I think what he's getting at is that when you set your flip, you don't necessarily pop into the jump. You more or less sling it off the face, uh, which kind of right. uh, sets your flips uh, pretty quick off the hop when you have to kind of control them through the air with either your throttle or body language, and you don't quite spot your landing. Because uh, from experience right. on a different um, side of things, like with skiing, you never really have to spot your landing as much as you know it's going to come around as long as you know you have enough uh, um, air time. Uh, so, yeah, right. why don't you uh, quite look for your landing as much? And, uh, like, how did you develop the technique of really slinging those uh, backflips out? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I've flipped a bit of BMX, or quite a bit of BMX and mountain bike and stuff, and just developed the technique where, where it's a little uh, less work for me to, <laughs> to really yank him around. If you, if I let it come off the ramp a bit and then and sit back, kind of, like, a later pull is an easier pull, I guess is the easiest way to say it. Fair enough. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's just, it's just how I <laughs> how I ended up doing it. I guess I I definitely noticed people pulling early, and you could tell they had to pull a lot harder. So I definitely took that into consideration too. At the same time, you're like, how do I make this easier on me? Yeah. So you you, <laughs> right. you, you specialize in FMX for the lazy man. Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> well, definitely. I think. I think the uh, the easier it is for you to do a trick, the the more the consistent, it'll look, I yeah, think. the more yeah. consistent, and the more natural it's going to look. Because that's that's actually yeah. one of the mo- the hardest things about uh, any freestyle sport is is making it look really natural is what is what basically gives that best overall impression when you when you stomp something gnarly and make it look like it's not that hard or you make it look easy. That's when it's most impressive. And I think you've got right. you've got. Uh, You've got that definitely nailed with a lot of your tricks, but what's your favorite? Like, do you have, like, a, say, a signature trick or maybe one that you just, uh, uh, you love pulling, it feels good in the air, or maybe looks really good on a picture? Uh, man. <laughs> I think, uh, I, like, honestly, I just love riding my bike. No handers. <laughs> I like to, I'd say, like, probably flipping, just doing a flip would probably be the sickest. Just a big just old like backflip. But like, I guess I don't know. I've done some feet grab flips and some some indie flips and Superman flips and stuff like that. So I guess the gnarliest one that I could do would be an indie flip. So that would probably be the the wildest feeling, I guess. Uh, listen to these commercials. It's probably pretty good, I guess. Make your way down to Westside Honda Polaris and check out the brand new Honda Grom. Honda's revolutionary 125cc fuel-injected mini-moto ultimate weapon. A must-see for all motocross enthusiasts. From the Grom to the usual suspects like the CBR600RR, CRF450R, Westside Honda Polaris of Suffolk, Manitoba has you covered. Check them out on the web at westsidehonda.ca. 
Call toll-free at 1-888-482-7782. Boom! Westside! So, do you like stuff? Or possibly things? How about a huge selection of motocross and street bike gear from apparel brands like Troy Designs, Alias, Icon, and power bands every single color you can think of? How about 25 years of custom suspension and motor service for a full service shop, all of which you can find at Capital Motorsports? Mention this Big MX podcast to receive a VP gas can with spout for only $40 as well as 100% off your next set of motocross tires. Just kidding, we can't back that up, but ask for about it anyway. Check out Capital Motorsports at 157 St. Anne's Road, Winnipeg, Manitoba, or call them not-so-toll-free at 204-237-6686. A power and excitement scream into Anaheim Stadium Saturday, January 29th. That's right, the Miller High Life Supercross kickoff is back. The Rams Field is a mountainous battlefield as the world's best motocross racers declare war. Every factory team, every superstar on a completely new track with an awesome water hole. Plus, you'll see Bob Hurricane Hannah in his first Honda ride ever. Anaheim Stadium, Saturday, January 29th. One night only, once a year. Tickets at 1978 prices as low as $6. Ticketron, Convention Center, Honda dealers, and Super Shops. Fair enough. Um, and see, like, it, when when I was down there watching you guys ride, it seemed like you're and riding with Tom P and Josh, like we're down there whipping their bikes in fucking crazy directions. Um, like, your whips, you seem to have moto whips dialed, kind of like flat, kind of out, and then also the turndowns. Like, have you been working on turndowns and stuff? I'm, I'm just saying, like, hanging out with Todd Potter, who's kind of, I'm sure he was pulling some sweet whips off all day long whipper tails yeah he he uh he can definitely pull the trigger on those things and and put that bike upside down that's for sure <laughs> right out of the right out of the gate so uh at what really, point doesn't really have to work into it at what point in your career uh throughout motocross and this may have happened at a very young age that um you you found that uh, your ability on a motorcycle could uh, could a- allow your yourself to uh, to pull many many a uh, female uh, fans in and and possibly make them uh, make them want to do unspeakable things. I think what he's saying is just doing backflips on dirt bikes make chicks do butt stuff. Precisely. Um. Well, that's kind of a given. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect answer <laughs> like, to that I question. Know. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, man. <laughs> no, so, uh, so <laughs> when we were down there, I found out this thing called Tinder, and it seems like you, well, you're the one who showed it to me. Um, have you been having much luck lately, Tinderizing stuff? And what was it like in Toronto? <laughs> it's 
endless, right? No. Like, what, what's so, the um, tinders going on at a supercross? Like, is there like fucking I, how I many actually, monster girls have you I found? Just once, once they once they sponsored the Olympics, I knew it was just going to get out of hand. So I definitely I, I deleted that app. Yeah, you're out of there. Got got out before it got too <laughs> yeah. big. Yeah, you're in right. on the ground floor, and then when it got super mainstream, you're like, that's it. I'm I'm done <laughs> swiping left, swiping right. No. Yeah. No. Just go swipe yeah. yourself. Ex- you can just swipe yourself, or yeah, swipe swipe your swipe your motorcycle. You got two of them at least. In that GoPro shot in limelight, when you're jumping into the tree, uh, one of the first things I noticed, like before I met you again, was you reach for the clutch with your pointer finger, but then you kind of bring around your middle finger to help it out, right? And like, like I kind of didn't know or? if I seen it you know, or not, so I rewound it a bunch of times, but, like, why is that? Like, explain your fucked up finger. I just have a mangled index finger. I'm a bit of an issue I had. It was a, a golfing accident, <laughs> I believe, right? You were out on the golf course or something like that? Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> golfing, that's fucking sport, man. It's dangerous. You guys gotta watch out. Those There's, like, a, it's like a creeper. It's like a... A creeper sport. No, you would like not expect injury, a, a golf... Injuries creep up on you. You never not, expect it. You'd never expect a golf club to come flying out of nowhere and <clears throat> almost sever a finger and leave with a bloody, pulpy, bent finger. Yeah, correct. But uh, is is that the girl's favorite's finger because of its odd shape? You know, it's something a little different? Or do they prefer the standard pointers or indexes? It's, it's really it's hit or middle, miss. Middle I like it. Some of them, I think it's just a sympathy thing, and then other ones, they're just fucking creeped out by it. Yeah, they're like, don't you ever think of putting that anywhere near me. <laughs> yeah, get that fucking thing away from me. Yeah. Well, at least it's on it's your left. It's my strong hand, dude. <laughs> Wait, oh. It's your muscly arm. My, uh, Chris Foster's a lefty? No. No, I was joking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh. That's breaking news. So, you said friends back home are sending you pictures of a couple feet of snow. I mean, we're stuck in that shit here, too. But when does the uh, California adventure end? When are you packing up your truck and heading back up? Or are you just going to say, fuck it, and live there forever? <laughs> I think I'm going to be back by the end of the month. Month. This. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Got a, I got a, a few more weeks left. Nice. So, uh, do you have any plans for coming down there next winter after Limelight 2? Yeah, I just, I know I'll be down, or I'll be back down for sure. And, uh, you think, um, Brandon and Chase and the boys down there are going to invite you back, or does your room smell too bad? Yeah, probably not. They're, I think they're just going to move and find a two-bedroom somewhere. Yeah, just delete and all email change, addresses change and their, phone numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. We do this thing here where we'll mention a name of someone and you tell us the first story that pops into your head. Like, doesn't matter what it is. Um, uh, yeah, and, you know, if you want to throw someone under the bus, go ahead. Just, or not, you know, your choice. But one guy here, first on the list, Jeff Fair. He's uh, the guy in the Yamaha that bailed in Limelight. You seem to ride with him back at home quite a bit. Uh, with first story about Jeff Fair. Just uh, probably we were at a freestyle show. Where was this? I don't know what I don't know what show it was. We've done quite a few. 
mm-hmm. together. Um, we just after a long long day doing shows, we just uh, hung out at the hanging out at the hotel. We we uh, went into the truck and. I don't I don't know what it was. I don't know what he was doing. There's 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 some something was smoking, and then did it smell funny? Yeah, a little bit. But then we so we had our iPads and we had GarageBand and we had it all hooked up to come out of the speakers, and we were just we just went to town on that thing, and and uh, that was a pretty pretty memorable time we had there. Nice. Did you guys form a band? Yeah, pretty much. That's sick. We actually uh, invited Tom P into our band la- when we interviewed him on his podcast because he said he plays the drums and he's never been in a band. So, like me and my buddy Lee, we oh. fucking suck at everything, but we make bands all the time. Like we don't do gigs, but you don't need to do gigs to be in a band, right? No, you can just have a band. Like, yeah. a whole, like you could be part of you could be a part of a few different bands if you want to build with it. Well, that's what we told him. He he. Join yeah. the shit tankers and the butt felchers. Oh, sweet! Yeah, so if you, if you want, uh, uh, we need we, someone for backup vocals. We need a backup garage bander in both of those. So, like, really? Yeah. yeah. So if you're down and not open, spots are open, and this would be the fucking best fucking motocross riding shitty band in life. You know, if we get Tom P and you, like, we're fucking killing it already. Yeah, it's almost too much okay, talent. Let's, well, let's do it. Okay, let's we're down. We're making t-shirts. Yeah. We'll send you one. Okay. And uh, okay, and actually thinking back, I was watching. There was footage on YouTube I've seen with you there, um, with a show in BC where you kind of missed the landing, like a mobile landing, and just clipped it with your wheel, and then just fucking exploded on landing. Like, uh, what happened there? Oh yeah. Uh, tell that us that was, story. Uh, I was just me being an idiot, I think. I was doing, I was just doing seat bounce whips in practice. And, uh, yeah, got into one a little bit. And it, like, I don't know if it slid and then hooked up and, like, pitched me that way. But I knew, I was like, you're just going to clip the landing and, like, bounce into the onto the concrete where all the parking blocks were and shit. Or I was going to, like, I just had to completely miss it. So I... Just let it drift out and pulled it back and got it straight so I at least landed like squared up but like because I landed with like a twisting motion both the wheels blew up and then the bike like flopped to the flopped onto its left side and I just like kind of kind of flung off it put a lot of a lot of stress on my right ankle and sprained it and had some stress fractures in one of the bones but I wasn't didn't take a day off walking it was still no, like, if if you see the crash, it looks like you should be, like, dead or broken legs or worse, you know, and then you literally just fucking <laughs> limp it off. But, uh, yeah, and just to paint the picture, the, the front rim was, like, bent, flattened out to the right, and the rear rim was flattened out to the left. Like, I've never seen that happen before. And you said you bust your foot peg off just with, like, you landed so hard, and, like, that's how you stress fractured your ankle was shearing off the foot peg. It didn't shear off. It like bent down so much that it was like it broke apart. But like I'm kind of confused as to how it didn't break right off. But like it was definitely like broken to the point where it was like apart. Yeah, that sucker was hanging on. <laughs> and then you just walked it yeah. off. Yeah, it was. It didn't want to let go. That was. 
it was perfect. It worked out for me. I think if it would have broke off, it could have got a lot worse. The Kawasaki foot pegs, they're uh, they're they're pretty good right there. Yeah. I don't I don't know what kind they were. They're some aluminum ones. Oh, well, nice and soft. It bent just right. Cushioned cushioned it perfectly. <laughs> or you're just a magician. One of the two. Yep. Yeah, one of the two, something like that. So, okay, uh, uh, first story here for Travis Pastrana, but moto only, like no freestyle. Like, obviously, you've seen him ride, you know, videos on TV, whatever. Uh, Pastrana and moto, what's popping into your head? Pastrana and moto, oh, the downhill crash where he, like, high-sided or low-sided and slammed. Yeah, knocked himself out and then flipped a bunch. Yeah, that's the one that was in my head, too. I did that at actually Morden, or not? Was it Morden? Yeah, the rainy one. Yeah, a couple years before that, that was a bad one. On those big downhill booters? No, on the right before the whoops, before that step down. Yeah, yeah. Out of that rut, first lap, I remember passing Hoyer, and I came through that rut, third gear, just wide open, and I I don't know if my foot pegs hit or my suspension just loaded up and pitched me out, but. Something like that happened, and I slammed. I ended up on like the second whoop. Is that not like fifty feet from that? From that corner, corner? yeah, that's uh, you launched pretty good. If that's the case, uh, I remember those whoops. I was, no, I was. I know for a fact. I remember being it on TV. There, yeah, I was just laying there having a little dirt nap. Perfect. And uh, yeah, I was in the whoops. Was, yeah. You've got a Thanks lot of letting me relive those memories, guys. I was gonna say you've that's got a lot of fun, fun memories of of, of Morden, Manitoba, like. Uh, no local talent, mud, uh, getting pitched off your 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 bike and, and taking dirt naps. Yep. Uh, like I, I I don't even dare to, to even invite you back because no, I think let's you might do it. Just, It'll be fun. You'll have more stories. You'd spit on the place. Like you you might want to go to Josh Penner's house, but there's no way you're going to Shadow Valley. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe Grunthal? <laughs> no, I, I say let's do it. I say let's go back and relive all those moments. Even if the track's dry, we'll just fucking flood it. Oh, we know it's going to be dry. <laughs> yeah. just, just flush it out. There is yeah. only two Why states. You guys come, come check out BC one of these days instead of hanging out in the flatlands where it just storms and Not tornadoes dude. rip out your house. It's awesome here. It's, in the summer, it's just heaven and rainbows, but the wintertime, it blows. But if that's uh, the invite, no, then uh, we might have to take so the guy when, up on his uh, hospitality. I don't know these things. Uh, we we don't cover uh, Canadian yeah. stuff, dude. Yeah, Canadian stuff's not as exciting. <laughs> okay, uh, back to five stories here. Um, uh, Joshua Penner. Um, he We went down there, met you guys, and stayed in the house for a bit. Uh, first story about Josh that pops in your head. Uh, we were grocery shopping, and he found these teddy bears that were about five feet tall, and he sat down in on the shelf with them and disguised himself with them. <laughs> I can picture that, yeah, and uh, yeah, but don't call him Teddy. Yeah, do not call that man Teddy. <laughs> That's fucking. Don't fun. call him Teddy. No. no. Well, fuck, that one wasn't very exciting. Hey, hey, Fast hey, forward that why? one. Give me another no, one. I don't have very many good stories about Petter. All he did was ate healthy food and walked around with a serious face on. And <laughs> <laughs> just big whip on his dirt bike. It's true, it's true. He has a serious face? I've only ever heard him joking around. Really? No, I'm, I'm totally kidding. 
Okay, uh, back to Moto Days. Uh, Kyle Beaton, like you said, kind of grew up racing with them. What's the uh, first story with the Beats? <laughs> um, man, <laughs> it's too many. Uh, Don't call him Teddy either? No, say that one, the one you're thinking of right now. Don't call him. <laughs> There's a lot that I can, I'm not going to say right now. I need to. There's a lot. You're yeah, gonna... I don't know, man. <laughs> this is this is also the, most of these stories are okay. pre Tinder um, days. I got a, I got a good one. No, this is good. This is good. Me and that. So we went. Um, my old man got had a cube van for once. I started racing quite a bit when I was racing intermediate and stuff. Me and uh, Beaton and him and my old man took the took this cube van over to Nanaimo to the island. Yeah, and uh, we were riding Campbell River. Camel River, yeah, that track there, and there's a hundred foot cable, and Belin had lifted it all up and made it just super gnarly, and we went and we sessioned that thing, and we're, I don't know, I think we're like, I think we're 15, 14 or 15, on 252 strokes, just ripping this big cable, it was like the, just the funnest time ever. Nice, well, sorry, I thought there would have been titties involved, at least one of them, but that's fine. No. No, no. I'm in dirt bike. I'm just in like ride mode right now, man. I'm keeping her. No, but I mean, but yeah, I guess when you're 14, yeah. dirt bikes are way cooler than titties, anyway. That's so false, yeah. bro. Okay, uh, <laughs> tell us a story about uh, all the homeboys down there: Chase Locke and Brandon Kruger and Max around and Dog Jackson. Tell us, uh, Cal yeah, all, story. all of us. We all um, we decided it was a, a good night to take take some pictures, so we. We uh we drug one of the couches outside and and set it up under a streetlight and we all sat on it and took some pictures with Jack and Doug. Nice. So they're romantic. Kind of red. Yeah. Nice little chill sesh. Was there any candle candles lit at all or anything? No, no, none of those. No. In case you are wondering, uh, the Canadian Nationals do start May May thirty first, uh, Saturday at the the Wastelands. I believe that's the Nimo, Yeah. Right on, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, are, will, uh, will we find you behind the gate? Maybe on a, a 2008 KTM or what? Oh shit! You want me to race those things? I, I'd be sweet. I, I'd be down. I'd, I'd, I'd line the fences. Probably like take my shirt off, twirl it in the air, and shit. You uh, do you have a 2008? I could KTM rustle one up. It? I guarantee you, find one on Kijiji for like two grand. <laughs> um. Well, let me uh. Let me get to the gym and do some cardio, and we'll get back to you. Perfect, perfect. I'll, I'll work on the bike, <laughs> you work on the body, and uh, we'll we'll meet together <laughs> May 31st. That's actually not that far away. <laughs> no, I know, that's, this, is, this is bad. Yeah. Um, it, might have to be, it might have to be just my, my Cali. I mean... Fair enough. Know, it might work better. Well, uh... 450 you, class, though. Fuck, I was going to say, like are you just going to enter in the 250 class and hope that no one protests you? Maybe just maybe, uh, yeah, yeah. You got something for Canary, and I think uh, even uh, uh, Alessi's going to be up there. What do you think about Alessi coming up and racing uh, some Canadian nationals? I think it's I think it's great. All the all the better. It's good to have fast guys come up and and show our guys what's up. Well, do you, do you think he's going to be able to handle Metcalf, or do you think Metcalf's going to take the number one plate and 
say fuck you Alessi you're a weirdo and just win again <laughs> I think um, I think he's going to have an advantage for sure for since he's rolled these tracks so much already yeah and um, yeah well because like, they're a little bit of a different style right right oh completely different you look at, you look at Alessi right in the corner tracks that he rides in the hills and stuff and he he's not slow nope. he knows what he's doing I mean it'll be a tough I think it'll be a battle yeah, it'll definitely be uh, a, a question of who can adjust to the tracks the fastest. And, and um, Metcalf already having the year on them, he'll, he'll kind of it'll be a little bit of um, repeat for him. Uh, what I want to I'd be interested to get your take uh, on the the Canadian series and some of our Canadian athletes. I don't want, want you to throw anybody under the bus here, but um, a lot of our guys uh, they don't race uh, any of Supercrosses. I know they do some some guys race the Arena Cross uh, series up in Canada, uh, which uh, you can you can make a few bucks doing that, but uh, only with um, about I think 10, 10 nationals throughout the year. Um, would you like to see some more Canadian talent uh, go south of the border and uh, and try and either race nationals or or uh, enter themselves in more jump shows? I know that I guess that would take a little bit of work away from you, but uh, would you like to see uh, some of your Canadian compadres uh, working more than ten weeks a year? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I think it sucks that we. Well, I I love that we have winners, and I like the, all the seasons and everything. I like to get up to the the ski hill and snowboard and stuff like that, but. Like if if you want to ride, I mean it's it's hard when when you have snow so much of the year, and I I think that's what separates all the like the people down in California. All these guys are down here and they can they ride all year round and they have all these tracks that are so dialed all year round, right? And so the practice and all that stuff is just so so much better down here than up there. And even even just like the style of track, like an outdoor track here is pretty different to an outdoor track back home. But, um, yeah, that, that's obviously the, the biggest part is just the seasons and we get shut down this winter. No, for sure. And uh, it looks on here, though, you got a couple more weeks of training if uh, you want to get ready for the Kamloops National on June 8th, 2014. So maybe... Giving you an extra seven days. Yeah. And uh, maybe bring your 450 out and pound that. Or you could go back to Gopher Dunes on July 12th and see how your lungs are feeling by then. Jesus that Christ. That place would be fun. I would love to ride that track on a 450. You want to come here and hang out in the fart zone by Brad's ass? I don't think so. No, I'll you do. don't. Yeah, no. How would uh, how would super how would a, a freestyle suspension uh, work on uh, on a sand track like Gopher Dunes? Um, me and Beaton at 8 Road I had a really cross suspension and we were like well let's just go ride somewhere and 8 Road was the only place because it was in the winter that was the only place we could ride so we're out there riding this corner track and I knifed the front end probably 5 times before I was just like okay I can't do this (laughs) the the stiff suspension just wants to knife the front end all the time being a, a Canuck down in the um, in California, does anyone ever call you out on uh, saying very Canadian uh, phrases or your accent coming through or um, anything like that? Uh, yeah, sort of bit, but I just give it to them full, you know, I give it 110 on the accent and just throw it right back at them. Ah, just, right. just give her, eh? 
drop a bunch of aboots and a's and just consider it that. Do you ever find yourself being the only one looking for the hockey game? Put <laughs> a pond either way. Oh yeah. Have you ever you go watch the Ducks play? But uh, anyway, uh, like uh, before we let you go, we'll uh, we'll let you run down uh, some of the guys that are supporting you in the industry right now and and helping you live your dream down there in California. Uh, who would you like to thank? Uh, definitely, Monster is the biggest has the biggest impact on what I'm doing right now. They've been supporting me the last couple of years and making everything everything possible. Um, everyone else has been uh, a big support too, just with. With everything else I'm doing, Red Fox, Shift, Spy, Etni, Leading Edge, Motorsport, Lime 9, Bell, W, Descent, they all, they all support me. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm stoked and I'm thankful. Nice. And, uh, how would people find you on social media? What's your Instagram, Twitter handles, and such? Uh, Instagram and Twitter are the same. It's, uh, Chris Foster, or uh, Chris Foster 782. Nice. Chris is spelled with a K, though, right? K-R-S Foster 782. Yeah, he's in, in the ass in my life. <laughs> hey, I'm a Chris with the other one, and people still ask me, so don't be racist. Alright. Cool. Well, dude, thanks a lot. It's uh, good to hear from you. I miss you. And give all the boys there a big hug and a nut slap, and give Jackson a scratch. Yeah, man, I will, for sure. Um, hope to see you again, fucking hang out. Unfortunately, it'll happen. Yeah, I know. That's shitty. Sweet. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the Big MX Show, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Um, once again, yeah, thanks. And, um, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll hit you back again uh, someday soon. Yeah, for sure. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Later, dude. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.
This whole thing failed to amaze me since the 80s. This hip hop thing basically raised me. But lately, everyone's gun is all safety. What happened to the culture? Breakers in the break beats. When I was 18, never cared to make green. I write rhymes, turn the stage job into a daydream. And nowadays, it's all changing. Guess I'm growing up because I wonder what the f are we raising. Used to be a culture, now it's all a hustle. Used to flex skills, now we flex biceps. I flip flows, you ain't tried yet. Make you expect the unexpected. Sit and get your mindset. Culture shark, I talk to talk, and I'm a dying breed. It's still trying to eat. I'm an MC first, always business last. It's quiet while I made no real cash. It's class, but I can't with that. And never pay it back. Hate to feed myself, but I gotta state the facts. Most kids know that it's an entertainment purpose. 10% don't, don't wanna be that person. Wanna sell drugs, hold guns, waste money, get dumb. I know things change and I'm fine with it. But now we're getting judged on the crimes we did, or the times we hit, or the lines we snitch. We used to get props for the rhymes we spit. What get get back, get down, get rid of it. Keep them up. Keep them up.